0: Welcome to Career Tools. One minute, tell me about yourself is wrong. Part two, here we go. This cast answers these questions. How do I prepare for the tell me about yourself question in an interview? What do I want to convey during tell me about yourself? Why do I get asked, tell me about yourself and what's the right way to answer? Folks regarding the M Conference, We only have a few slots left here in August, uh, about six to eight weeks before the M Conference in Dallas, October 9th and 10th. If you're a first line manager and you've just been a manager for six months, or if you're at a very small firm, the M Conference is probably not for you. If you're a first or second line manager, you have some experience, you're at a bigger firm, and you're starting to ask bigger questions about organizational leadership, being a leader, being an executive, the M Conference is something you should be looking at. We hope to see you there. Okay. So you want to give a just right answer, Lindy? Yeah. By the way, folks, if you don't realize this, um, I'm quite famous for having extensive interviewing experience. I use the word famous loosely, of course. I'm well known for you don't want to interview with me. Um, we We say no fairly regularly to people that are interested in getting hired by us. And tell me about yourself is, in my opinion, one of the real distinguishing questions um, in a professional's life. And it's a, it, I, I, I love the question. Not only do I love the question asking it and probing and so on, uh, which, by the way, you can learn about in my new book, which is coming out in October, called uh, The Effective Hiring Manager. Um, but Wendy knows that she's about to give an answer she prepared. And I'm going to listen to her tell me about yourself. <laughs> so, folks, you don't realize this. There's some subjects here. But Wendy is not going to dig the next couple of minutes. And to be fair to her, I won't interject. I'll want to.
1: No, let's do that. No. I just, you, you think? Yeah. let's. I just thought that as we were starting recording, I'm like, I just had, oh, my God, the best idea. If I start, why don't you interrupt and we'll do it like a real oh, sample. It's going to be a bloodbath. It'll be okay. nice for you and horrible for me. Like all the all the listeners are like, ooh,
0: good. So, Wendy, take a few minutes, tell
1: me about yourself. Well, I grew up in West London, the eldest of three children. I went to grammar school and then to university to study business German and business information systems.
0: Wendy, I'm, I'm so sorry. Let me interject here real quick. You know, London is my favorite big city in the world. Um, w- West London. H- how far west? Where roughly?
1: Uh, roughly between Heathrow and Windsor.
0: Oh, okay. So further. Okay. So quite far And and, out. and, 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 a, and a a Brit would call that West London. No offense. I think of Hammersmith as West.
1: London. <laughs> yeah, and people people in the southeast would think of Hammersmith or Chiswick as West London. Um, and they would think of where I live as uh around the M twenty five, which is a a, um, a secular uh, freeway that goes around London, and it's and it's a kind of barrier between real London and not real London. Okay. Um, so, but but to other audiences, to um, a wider audience, we usually say West London.
0: Yes. Okay. Good. Good. All right. What, what I really wanted to ask, though, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity for London. But what I really wanted to ask, though, was, I mean, you just slipped in there, business German and business information systems. So. Tell me why German or why business German? This is interesting.
1: Well, uh, university was my first uh, dealing with adversity, my first experience in dealing with adversity. Um, I don't know if you know, but in the UK, we do exams at 16, and then we do another set at 18, which are called A-levels. And I had loved doing German uh, at school, and I'd done well in my GCSEs, my 16 year old exams and I wanted to carry on doing German. So I did it at A level, still really enjoyed it. it. It was a language that made sense to me. Um I also, for my A levels, I did economics um, and I wasn't very good at it. I didn't understand it, but I passed. But my A levels, my A-level grades were quite poor. Um I discovered boys, which was just a really bad thing at 18. Uh, and so I couldn't get onto my preferred course. So I wanted to do a a European uh, languages course, which would have had me living all over Europe while I was doing my degree. And I couldn't, I didn't get the grades.
0: You know, you and I have talked about this a little bit before, before this interview, you really wanted to live abroad. That was a a big thing for you.
1: Yeah. All my life. I don't know why I never (laughs) wanted to. And it wasn't so much that I didn't like England. It's just, I like living somewhere else. It's, it's, more fun to me. So I didn't get good grades. And when you don't get good grades, you have to go through something called clearing. And basically you called, uh, I'm sure it's on the internet now, but at the time you called all the universities and said, I didn't get the grades to get onto the course. What will you put me on? And my university had a quite a rare course at the time that where you could just make it up. You could just choose different things and put them together. And so what I put together was the Business German, which i I had enjoyed economics, even though I wasn't very good at it. So business German was basically economics in German, um, which I loved. And business information systems was computers, or what they called computing then. And I had to have one course at school in computers, which I'd enjoyed. And the the person on the phone suggested that I did that. And I went, okay, because at the time I was devastated that I'd got bad grades and I was having to go through this process And so, I just kind of agreed, and it it turned out really well. Uh, So, taking advice from smart people is, you know, something I do often.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Now, folks, just so you know, I'll make an aside here. I would also want to probe into the business information systems piece as well. Um, But in the interest of time, because we don't want this to be a 30-minute long or even a 10-minute long answer, I'll let Wendy continue.
1: So I used that experience of getting bad grades to encourage myself to to get better grades, and I got a two two, which is the second best grade in a university in England. Uh, Very few people get a better one. Um, So two two is like kind of the best, the best average, as it were. It's a kind of like three point five, I guess. Um, And not knowing what I wanted to do next, I did a whole variety of temporary jobs, and I really enjoyed that experience. I find it very interesting and very satisfying. I worked in it.
0: You've got to tell me. Yeah, you've got to tell me more, though, about (laughs) temporary jobs. So
1: so I would go to an agency and say, hey, I'm available, and they would send me out somewhere. And so I went to um, government jobs. um, I went to companies. I went to companies in all sorts of different industries. Um, I worked for an architect's uh, firm for a little while. Um, I learned about a million jobs that I had no idea existed. One one of the jobs that I did, I worked for um, the Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries and Food, and one of my one of my jobs was logging in milk that was sent in from farms so it could be tested for various diseases. Who knew that job existed? Wow! Um, and I got a real reputation for working hard and for being able to adapt and and to get to companies and just be able to. Um, fit in and get done what they wanted.
0: You know, a lot of people I interview say, I, I had to make money. Um, was it a good bit about money, but a lot about learning? And what was the purpose of the learning?
1: It's a really good question, which is something you should <laughs> never say in an interview, because the interviewer always thinks, I know, that's why I asked it. It was about my need- money. I needed money. I needed a job, you know, like everybody else. I think I remained doing temporary work rather than looking for something more permanent because I enjoyed the challenge of going somewhere new, of being given a problem and creating a solution for people who were stressed because there was too much work and not enough people or a particular problem had come up and they needed some extra help. And so I got to go in and be the saviour, which was kind of fun. I liked um, creating order out of chaos and I really like learning, and, and i it's a kind of, if, if I hadn't done that, I'd have gone back to university and done a PhD and probably stayed in academia just because I, I'm fascinated by oh, so many that. things.
0: Yes. Okay. Good. Um,
1: okay. Pick up where you left off. Yeah, I got a reputation for going to difficult places, and eventually uh, I got sent to a job in IBM which had been filled a couple of times by temps before, and they hadn't lasted, so uh, I was told – go to IBM and work for this lady. She's difficult. Um, (laughs) And she wasn't difficult, and I solved her problem. And then she had a manager who also had a problem with not enough staff, and she said, oh, go work for Kim. So I did. And it turned out that Kim worked on a recruitment team, um, and so I started to learn about recruitment, about filling uh, what roles were, about how to describe them, about how to fill them, about the market for them, and so on. And I discovered that it was one way of finding out about even more jobs that I didn't know existed. I could grill people about their jobs and that was it. I could interview all day, every day, because I loved talking to people about what they'd done and how they'd done it and how successful they were.
0: Yeah, I would generally agree. That's a big part for me of my interviewing experiences. I enjoy asking people what they've done, how well they've done it, and listening to them and, and that's really what taught me about how communication is different with everybody. Um, it's amazing to me how some people, the the range of, of ability to communicate an idea, get your idea across briefly between two people with exactly the same backgrounds can be so enormous that one person is priceless and the other person wouldn't be able to do a particular job, so good. Well, let's stop there. Yeah,
1: should we get back uh, to the cast? Interest-
0: yes. Uh well, I think that in a way that was the cast, because that's a good example of a three to five minute answer. Now I could have probed a little bit more and gone a little bit longer, but I learned a couple of things really, really good. In fact, I did not know. I don't remember when I interviewed you, you saying that your job at IBM was what turned you on to recruiting because you were on a recruiting team. I didn't I did not remember that. And and your joy of learning about more jobs, um, and for me, my evaluation of Wendy's answer, folks, in part is a function of the fact that I've never heard of somebody going to a temp agency, and being willing to essentially go to a bunch of different temp jobs, uh, and that there was some challenge and some joy in it. Most people would say, "I don't want to do that. I just." want to go find one job that I could work at and get better at. So that was interesting. I remember that, and that was interesting to me.
1: One day I'll write a book about all the temp jobs I went to.
0: Yeah, why not? And we'll sell it.
1: If you're a new listener, you may be thinking that even if you did nothing else for the next year, you never catch up with all the podcasts. That's one of the reasons why we invented the Map of the Universe and the Personal License. If you go to the website and click the Map of the Universe icon, you'll see all of our casts arranged diagrammatically. That's how you find the podcast on the topic you're struggling with. Then, purchase a personal license and download the show notes. You'll get five to six typed pages of everything that's said, which you can read in less than 20 minutes. Now you can get the help you need when you need it, whether you're caught up or not.
0: Okay, so... Here's the concern, I think, that people would say, well, if I don't know what to put in my tell-me-about-yourself answer, I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong, Um, and the recruiter knows, the interviewer knows better than me, and so, therefore, I should let them ask their questions because, you know, they'll get the information out of me that they need. But you and I both know that's not true.
1: It's not true. And and like you said, you just discovered things that maybe I didn't, haven't told you or we've known each other a long time. Maybe I told you a long time ago and you don't remember. Um, I don't remember whether or not I told you those things. Um, and it, unless you let the person, the interviewee, express themselves in the way that they want to, you don't learn what's important to them or how they describe different things. I mean, I could have described the same thing of being a temp as being, you know, I couldn't get a permanent job, so I had to temp, and it was kind of the best I could get. And that would be a completely different answer to the one I just gave because it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I think, you know, one of the things that you used to see in interview answers that you don't see so much anymore, I hope, is people used to say, put write on your resume your hobbies because – if you're lucky, the hiring manager will have the same hobby and you can spend the whole hour talking about your hobby. He'll really like you and he'll hire you, which is wrong, really wrong. wrong. Just really wrong. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you give a really short tell me about yourself and there's nothing to, to, to talk about, there's no hook, there's no nothing interesting in it, then you miss that opportunity that there is something that you and the hiring manager really connect on, whether that's a technology or a project or a customer or whatever. You're missing out the opportunity.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, The the, the whole problem is is that the assumption is that the recruiter, the interviewer, uh, is going to ask the questions they need to ask. That's true. We will try to do that, but only insofar as we have enough time to do it. And a one-minute answer doesn't give us enough hooks into your background. We have to ask a bunch of other questions. And so you steal time away from us talking in more detail about your experience. We're not just going to accept at face value your resume because if that was the case, we wouldn't interview. We just choose the best resume. We want to know more than that. And we need to have time to do that. And for tell me about yourself to go on for 20, 25, 30 minutes for the recruiter or interviewer to start getting a sense of who you are is a really bad, bad thing.
1: So that was the Goldilocks answer. Now we should address being too long. Um, absolutely. So, talk about it. So, over five minutes is too long. If you go over five minutes, it turns into it's all about you and not a conversation. It's a it's like a speech, not a co- not an answer, right? Because you have to have memorized ten minutes. You and you're going to say it the same way every time, which sounds robotic. Um, if you have two to three minutes and the interviewer takes that for 30 minutes or 35 minutes, you know that you're focused on the things that the interviewer is interested in because they're asking you questions about it. If you just speak for 10 minutes and they don't interrupt you, then you could be saying anything. It's kind of the extreme of, I don't want to put things in because I might say something wrong. You'd also don't want to put everything in Because you might be wrong or you might be not focused on the things that the interviewer is actually interested in.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, here's a problem I have. Um, One of the things we say in our show notes is when we don't want people to be too long is we want them to be succinct and that it is, you know, that means it's no longer than it needs to be. My fear there is that folks won't realize what succinct is, in fact, the person who rambles on and on. Sometimes that's me. In fact, doesn't realize they're not being succinct. And what they would say is, "I'm not sure in this environment what succinct is versus what you know overly long-winded is." Mm-hmm. Um, so I I would say this. I, I would just say keep practicing. And keep adding until you get to three to five minutes. And if you don't know whether to be three or five, just choose four. That's it. And the reason why we recommend in our interviewing series of podcasts, the three to five minute answer, and Wendy, we have more than one podcast on Tell Me About Yourself, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, we, we recommend this. And all you have to do is practice. That's all you have to do. Now, look, if you're... 55 years old and you want to go to seven minutes. That's fine. and we don't have any problem with that. Um, that is a qualitatively different interview for vice president of production for a billion dollar company than someone who's between the ages of 18 and 28 where tell me about yourself is again the big watershed moment in the interview where things where where the the uh, the risk and the rewards start getting noticeably higher. I also think that uh, there are times if you're going too long, the cue that I have seen, and, and by the way, this is funny. I saw it in myself the first time. When I felt somebody was going long, I stopped asking questions. Yes. Because I thought there was, t- I was bored.
1: Get to the end. If I don't interrupt you, you'll keep going, and then we'll be done with this, and I can move on to the stuff I'm interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Stop writing notes. Stop asking questions.
0: Yeah. For instance, I I remember there were several – I don't know why this happened. Uh, I never examined it in more detail, never went back and talked to them, but I was interviewing at a college years ago, and um, two or three different people – Started talking about the houses they lived in off campus. Oh, I live in this ca- this house over on Spruce with a few friends. It's kind of dilapidated, uh, but it has some charm. And we all live on the second floor. We have common on the f- common rooms on the first floor. And I remember thinking to myself, the first person who did it. I said, Why are they telling me this? And folks, there's a lesson. If you think that that sort of stuff is personal color, it's not. We really don't want personal color. We want decision-making, accomplishments, and that's what we recommend in our tell-me-about-yourself guidance. And if you're a young professional or want to be a professional, you're 20, 25 years old, um, even if you've never done the job that we have for you, you have exercise, communication skills, decision-making skills. Uh, um, certain skills that are inherent in the job you may have learned in your in your specialty, in your your major, in in college or university. Um, and we can put all those things together and use our judgment to determine whether or not you have what we're looking for. Uh, but if anybody's telling you, yeah, you need to make it personable by bringing up your house, I mean, maybe what you need to do, it occurs to me, is if you don't know what to do, I suppose you could ask Wendy or me, just write us an email and say, I'm preparing my answer. Should I include this or not? And that's a really easy answer to the yes or no. Uh, and usually if you're wondering, it's no. no. <laughs> um, but, but the reason, the point I made was, I'm sorry, the point I was making was several people did that and it occurred to me, some person in a college placement office told them, yeah, you need to tell them something. You know, I really like plaid or, I prefer I prefer Oxfords and not brogues or you know I mean or
1: well, one of their friends got a job and said, this is what I did. And they got a job despite it and now everybody thinks they got a job because of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Despite versus because there's an entire book to be written about that. Um, yeah, good. Um, so again, folks, three to five minutes. organized by time but I would be cautious there. More likely the theme is uh, decisions you made, goals you set, and goals you achieved. Don't go longer than five minutes. Pay attention to the the body language and questions you're getting. And you should have a different tell me about yourself answer, not significantly different, not 50% different, depending upon the type of role you're interviewing for. Now, if all you're interviewing for is software development roles at, technology companies in a certain area of the country fine it can be 90 percent the same but if you're interviewing for an operations job a sales job a manufacturing job the way i did gosh it's been how many years ago you know 30 years ago whatever um more than that actually um then uh, you're gonna have to have different tell me about yourself answers
1: yes you and you need to have read the job description, read all the information you can get, and then you decide, okay, what is it that's important to this person? Because they hint to that. They tell you that in the job description um, when, you know, problem solving is important versus communication, which may just flavor the way you say the same thing, describe the same um, experience. Wow. And if you think that you're going too long because, you know, the hiring manager's eyes are glazing over, you can say something like, oh, I'm sorry, I think I'm giving you too much detail. Is there something you'd like me to focus on in my answer? And then, for heaven's do sake. Do whatever they tell you if they do. tell you, what, <laughs> if they tell you what to do, do it.
0: Okay, so let me see if I can summarize, since Tell Me About Yourself is such a personal, I actually said to Wendy, I want to help you record this mm-hmm. Critchell's cast. This should be an easy win, okay? Unfortunately, there are forces out there stupid forces telling you to do the easy thing rather than the hard thing. Um, And you end up missing the opportunity to tell a hiring manager how great you are because A, you were prepared, B, you had good communication skills, and C, you gave them enough time in order to ask you the important questions and you didn't do what everybody else is doing. A longer than one-minute answer is not only better, a one-minute tell-me-about-yourself answer is a mark against you, but recruiters and interviewers have learned to accept it and simply dig down deeper and take you through a series of more questions that take longer and frustrate them, but they can't just stop the interview after 10 minutes when they get to tell me about yourself and yours is a terrible answer. So you're going to have to practice. Um, I prefer the word practice to rehearse because I don't want you to think you're memorizing your lines because when you practice an answer, I promise you, you'll do it differently every time. And of course, if you got our, get our interviewing series, which is available on our website, we'll tell you how to answer in even more detail and encourage ways to practice also. Okay. That's it, everybody. Hopefully, uh, We've encouraged some of you to check out more of our podcast about how to be an effective interviewee. The market is really good right now in 2019, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be prepared. I hope you do well.